conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Welcome back. Howdy, 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 howdy. Your dreams were your ticket. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Hour number two, Watchdog Morning Show. It's a Wednesday, midweek edition, which means this is our final hour together. We turn things over to the legislative watchdogs this morning at 9 o'clock. I'm sure they have plenty of things to get into on the state level and on the federal level. We do, too, uh, coming up in this hour of the show. Right now, I'll tell you, it's sunny with a high around 81 for the forecast today. Partly sunny, 79 tomorrow. Rain in the morning on Friday and Saturday. We'll be in the high 60s on Friday. We'll start to drop down to the 50s on Saturday, into the low 50s on Sunday and into the beginning of next week. Right now, 60 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 56 degrees at the Highlands, 55 in Elm Grove and 55 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, West Virginia delegate from Kanawha County and uh, chair of the state Democratic Party, Mike Pushkin, going to join us here in about five or six minutes. We're going to be talking about uh, his concerns over a TV broadcast report out of Charleston that says the transportation secretary, Jimmy Riston, signed off on state contracts for a company that his son was involved in. And we'll talk about that. Mike thinks that perhaps uh, that conflict of interest raises to the level of a uh, federal investigation. Speaking of the feds, uh, who's going to be the Speaker of the House? Oh, no. uh, Kevin McCarthy gambled and lost. His speakership went down the window, went out the window. Uh, he says he's not going to run for re-election or, uh, again. Uh, at least one person says they're going to make, they're going to nominate Donald Trump as the potential Speaker of the House. Uh, and meantime, things are in a bit of a chaos there. I don't know about that wackadoo in Texas, Howard. But uh, and again, I don't know this young guy's name. I don't want to know this young guy's name. But man, was he on McCarthy's ass? I mean, you could just see really? the hatred. He is, you know, call him a liar. So we can't have a liar speaker house. And this, you know, again, I am just as an American. And I don't want to get into this too much, but I, I got to say it. I just what the Republican Party just. The steamrolling, steamrolling. This is the way it's going to be because we say, I just, I'm, I'm embarrassed, Howard. It's not even the Republican Party in this situation. It is a handful of far right wing Republicans. Now, Kevin McCarthy has no one to blame but himself. You remember back when the speaker vote was being taken? What do we have? 15, 16 votes over three or four days before he finally was got enough votes. And it was only after he agreed with the radical far right members, a handful of them, I'll let you do whatever you want. Well, what's the what's the point of being speaker if you have to turn around and go? Uh, excuse me, what do you want me to do? Uh, and that's exactly what happened. And when he didn't do it, when he when he said no, I'm going to. And McCarthy did the right thing. He said, I'm going to keep the government open. We're going to work out a deal to keep it open for now, and we'll keep on trying to negotiate. And that Matt Gates in particular jumped up. I think that's a guy, Howard. That was He's my smarmy. Point. He's that, a smarmy. That was that was my point. I, I look at that guy looking at us. And I get sick at my stomach because I say, look, and, and I'm not Howard. I am a registered Republican. So get off my back. I can hear you out there. Who's another bleeding heart liberal? No, no. Hold on a second. 
Did anybody know that about Slider? <laughs> what I Nobody am. Nobody told me that before he got in here. What no, I, I am <laughs> more than anything else is an I American. am an American. And when you don't do the right thing, what's the best for the American people, you do the best for your party or yourself, I think you're despicable. And and there's a lot of that that goes on on Capitol Hill these days. And that's that's that's, and the Republican Party, I, listen, it's not my party, and I'm glad to see him in disarray, I guess. Um, but the, the business of government cannot move forward if if one party, in this case the Republican Party, can't get its act together, if it's, if it's a circular firing squad that they have going on. So maybe Donald Trump, a Speaker of the House, will, uh, will make things better. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on uh, here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, and uh, coming up in a few minutes, as I mentioned, we'll talk with Mike Pushkin uh, from down in Charleston. Uh, coming up today, uh, when uh, actually uh, uh, coming up this morning, at, 10, at 9.06, uh, we turn things over to the legislative watchdogs, and we'll have uh, a complete look of uh, everything going on here around the upper, around the state of West Virginia and on the national scene with uh, uh, Rocky and Brent, and I don't know who was all in here, uh, Fuzz, Big Dog. No one ever knows. Anybody out there? Who's out there? Have you seen anybody out there? I just crickets out there so far. No, no. Well, they'll be they'll be they'll be cricketing. What are you here. doing at nine o'clock? Yeah, they'll be here in the studio. Coming up at ten oh six, of course, is Hoppy Kirchwell statewide talk line. I will be joining Hoppy again today. Um, I'll be on with Hoppy today to talk about this homeless uh, uh, debate that's going on at Wheeling City Council. Uh, so I'll be joining Hoppy today. Uh, let's see. Earlier this week, I was on down in uh, Ravenswood uh, with uh, one of the stations down there. Today, I'm going to be joining Hoppy to discuss the homeless situation. And then today at noon, of course, uh, we're in our what I call our uh, midweek merry-go-round of hosts. Uh, coming up at noon, it is uh, Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott and uh, Vice Mayor Chad Thalman, except Chad's on vacation. So it'll be Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott and uh, Dean Connors, local businessman, will be in the studio for your Wheeling, no two ways about it, uh, at 1 o'clock, winging it with uh, with the ladies. And then at 2 o'clock, it's um, Butch Maxwell's complete, Butch. complete waste of time. So it'll be Butch in the studio with Lola when the phones go off, Howard. I wonder, wonder if they'll hit the floor oh, and wonder what's point. going on. <laughs> well, this is an attack. The, the, yeah, that's right, the 220, uh, the 220 EAS alert. So that's what we have coming up for you today. Later this evening, Tony Caridi is in at 6, high school sports line at 7 o'clock, and the Browns preview show tonight at 9 o'clock. All of that here on The Watchdog. Mike Pushkin um, raises some questions about a story that a TV station in Charleston did of a potential conflict of interest in the Department of Transportation. We will talk about that coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Seal off drafts, dust, and moisture with MD Weather Stripping from Menards. We have the Midwest's largest selection of in-stock weather stripping with over 130 products available to take home and start lowering your energy bills today. Save time and money with a 17-foot-long self-adhesive weather strip. Only $189 after 11% rebate. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through October 8th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at if you're looking for an affordable hotel with comfortable accommodations and a friendly staff, make sure to book your stay at Sleep In and Suites in Moundsville. It's a non-smoking hotel with an experience that is comfortable and soothing. With no shortage of comfy, fluffy pillows on a cozy bed, you're sure to have a great night's sleep. They also offer complimentary breakfast, free Wi-Fi. They have tons of amenities, and they're located in the heart of Moundsville. Book a room now at sleepinmoundsville.com. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. 
Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Weekends are made for sports. And Saturday mornings are all sports here on the Watchdog. West Virginia football scoreboard. Ohio Sports Magazine. The good old boys on sports. With Bear and Bob at 8 with your calls. And complete coverage of the NFL, college, and local high school action on the Paul Harris Law Office Sports Huddle from 9 to noon. Saturday morning sports from the Ohio Valley's leader in live and local sports coverage. The Watchdog. The Watchdog. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Eight seventeen. It is a Wednesday edition of the Watchdog Morning Show. Sixty degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Fifty six at the Highlands. Fifty five in Elm Grove. Fifty five here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Nice day today. Going to be sunny and a high of eighty one degrees. Mike Pushkin is with us, a delegate from Kanawha County in West Virginia, and also chair of the state Democratic Party. And uh, Mike, we're, we're reaching you in St. Louis. Uh, what are you out partying there, or what? Oh, I only wish. No, here for, for work. Uh, there's a, a meeting of the uh, Democratic National Committee, of which uh, when I became state chair, automatically became a member of the Democratic National Committee as well. So we're having our quarterly meeting in St. Louis this week, and that's why I'm here. Firming up strategy of some kind or another? Yes, things like that. Things like that. Okay. But I, absolutely, for me at least, no partying. I don't party. No party, yeah. Oh, that's right. No you don't party, party. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Other people might, not me. Yeah. I've been there, done that. I've, well, and don't want to do it again. I, I hear you. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I am completely on your side <laughs> with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you, do you, you going to visit the Arch? You know, take a little tourism or anything like that when you're out there? I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 we're staying relatively close to the Arch, and I've never really got to spend any. I've been in and out of St. Louis. I've never got to spend time here, so I look forward to checking the city out when uh, you know during downtime, of yeah. which there is not a whole lot. But I'm going to go out and check it out. Mike, I wanted to talk to you about a story that came out of a Charleston TV station. Um, I guess they've been working on it for a while, and they've done several different versions, updates of the story and so on. But mm -hmm. the essence of it is, from WSAZ-TV, that uh, Transportation Secretary uh, Jimmy Riston signed off on projects involving, well, a lot of money, state money, to a consulting firm that employs his son. That's the basic... I think that's pre pretty much it in a nutshell. Now, WSAZ did a lot of backgrounding and uh, pulling up uh, documents to document this and so on. But that's basically it. The uh, Transportation Secretary uh, signed off on hundreds of thousands of dollars 
of money to a consulting firm with his son. Um, is that just part of West Virginia's, you know, sort of good old boyism, or is there something really wrong with that? Well, I mean, according to federal law, there's something very wrong with that, and according to state law as well. And it, we're not just talking about a couple of contracts. Stacks and stacks of contracts over a long period of time, and it, it's more than hundreds of thousands of dollars. It, it's in the millions uh, when you're talking about uh, contracts to repair our roads and our bridges throughout the state. And, uh, yeah, uh, the, the secretary, Secretary Riston's son, it, it works uh, for a firm that has been getting a lot of these contracts in it. Federal law is, is very clear uh, that there's a recusal process that uh, he would not be able to be part of the uh, selection committee, but he's not just part of the selection committee. He is final selection. None of this, none of these contracts go out uh, without his signature, without him okaying it. And um, the part that really concerned me and what uh, I think is Sarah Sager, who is an anchor and a reporter for WSAZ out of Huntington and Charleston. Um, so I'm not sure if folks in your part of the state have been able to see this. I would I hope they go look it up. It's and online. They can find it, several, several find it online. Stories online. Yeah. But when and she's done a great job of reporting on this, the part that concerned me is that she uh, sent a you know, Freedom of Information Act request about to get these documents. And the documents, the documents that she obtained, you know, placing Secretary Riston at, in these meetings, um, then and then the, the department, the Department of Transportation, put out. Uh, competing a competing set of facts, uh, something that was in conflict to what she received as part of her FOIA request, where they went back and had these uh, affidavits that that said that he wasn't there. Well, only you know, only one of those things can be true, right? And that's created confusion. Um, you can't have conflicting sets of facts. Uh, one of those documents isn't real, and that's what got me concerned. And that's when the Democratic Party. Uh, called for a federal investigation into this. We're talking about millions of dollars in public funds, taxpayer money. Uh, the public needs to know uh, who's getting these contracts and why. As I understand it, uh, in the very beginning, there was some strong pushback from the administration, basically you know, saying, no, you're wrong, and you should retract your story and so on. They have now become a little less belligerent about that. Again, if I follow the reporting that Sager has done correctly, um, but she's not been able to talk with the secretary, Mr. Riston, uh, nor to get a direct answer from the governor, right? No, they refuse to answer, I think, because the uh, the facts just aren't on their side. Um, the federal law is very clear about this, about uh, whether or not one can award a contract, to be able to award a contract to a firm, uh, not just whether it's it's owned by a family member, but even if it employs the family member. And that's the case here where uh, this firm employs the son of uh, Secretary Riston. Do, do you know, I do not, based on the reporting that I've been reading, do you, I mean, is he, you know, is he like a a lackey in the secretary's office, or is he an active part of the consulting team there? I, I don't know that it makes any difference, but I am curious to what extent Riston's son is is at what level no, does he it, find himself in this company? Uh, at, at a fairly high level, he's been there for quite some time, okay. and it's in Secretary Riston. Even before he was secretary, I believe he had final selection. On, on these projects, I think mean, he had some sort of job there before. He was like the projects coordinator. He's been he's been you know working for for Governor Justice for quite some time, and uh, he's 
he got the uh, you know, the the you know complete loyalty from the governor uh, for some odd reason, where there's been a lot of issues surrounding this guy for some time. Yet he he seems to just uh, uh, keep doing what he's doing. And um, I said the the people deserve to know. Uh, how their money's being spent, who's getting these contracts, and if there's a, a conflict of interest, uh, we deserve to know about it. There's not even supposed to be an appearance of impropriety. Well, this is more than an appearance of impropriety, and, and federal and state laws are very clear on this. Yeah, there is there is the legality of the issue, whether it is improper or not. And then there's the, I'll call it, for lack of a better phrase, the political implication, which is the appearance of impropriety. And if you're the administration, I'm thinking you want to avoid both. You don't want to be in legal trouble, but you also don't want to be looking like you're... If you read the story, and again, as you point out, people can find it online, WSAZ.com, and and Sarah Sager outlines or the way she put the story together in great detail. So if you want to get the great detail of it, you can... Um, Again, she's been stonewalled pretty much uh, all along the way. Um, but if, if I'm the administration, I, I want to get this cleared up, and it doesn't seem like they want to. No, they're doing the exact opposite of that. When you put out a competing set of documents, you go back you know, years ago and have a sworn affidavit saying who was and wasn't at a meeting, uh, that's, that has the appearance of covering your tracks. You know, there's a, we're often told that it's not necessarily the crime, it's the cover-up. There appears to be a cover-up here. So if, if they if they say they're in compliance with federal law, which I disagree with, I don't think they are. Uh, if, if they are complying with federal law, why do they feel the need to go back and uh, produce separate a separate set of documents that uh, contradict the uh, the documents that she obtained during FOIA? So specifically, uh, what do you and/or the Democratic Party want to see done? We want would like to see a federal investigation. Uh, I think the Justice Administration has proved time and time again that we can't trust them to hold themselves accountable. Uh, they're not going to police themselves. Uh, even and I don't I, mean, I don't know what the outcome would be, but I think at least deserves a, a separate set of eyes looking at it. And I think that this this calls for a federal investigation. Have you discussed this with any of your other colleagues in the legislature? Uh, yes, yes, we have. And I would hope that uh, you know some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle to get to uh, set the agendas uh, would uh, would you know would provide some oversight here. That's that's one of the roles of the legislative branch that we don't do nearly enough. And it's one of the problems when you have a super duper majority that's in line, in line, off in lockstep with the administration is there isn't enough oversight. But I think people need to put uh, party politics aside and uh, do what's right and, uh, and investigate this. But we're calling for a federal investigation. Governor Justice, as I mentioned, has not responded directly. Um, he did send one of his legal team to meet with the reporter at, at, at one point. Mike, I, I'm thinking, I guess... It's an interesting I, interview. I would, it, it I would recommend watching the interview uh, with Nate Tawney, who is the... Uh, the the, uh, the sacrificial lamb that the department sent down there to do this interview because he clearly didn't have the answers and he clearly felt like a sacrificial lamb i mean if you read uh, i if you look at the interview you get the sense he felt like uh, you know geez i wish i wasn't in this position um so it it is it's a very interesting read and again uh, she she outlines every step along the way of, of the reporting she did you know, I am tempted to say that maybe Governor Justice has other things on his mind, Mike, like how does he pay his bills? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's been an ongoing uh, issue with uh, with Jim Justice for for his entire career. Is I think that he chooses not to pay his bills, and that's that's the problem. Uh, whether it's um, you know uh, the debts owed to vendors, or, or uh, whether it's his taxes or, or fines accrued from some of his business practices, or, or the, the worst that I've heard is uh, not paying his insurance premiums for uh, for coal miners Money. that work in his mines. But um, after the most recent financial disclosure was made in his Senate form, the question may be, does he have the money to do that? I mean, it, it was a really fascinating financial disclosure form. He has all of these assets, but very little income coming in. Yeah, and some strange debts to Bray Carey. That's what that, I found that odd. He has uh, millions of dollars to Bray Carey. And you and wonder... Other, other money that he owes to people that somehow wind up on some boards getting appointed to boards. It's, it's, it was an interesting uh, uh, document that he produced there. I suppose it's not unusual if you're someone like Bray Carey, who is a you know, a big, powerful business person who ran the Western Media Holdings, who had been involved in the, the sports world before that. Uh, you know, he was king of the mountain in a, in a sense. And then he went to, well, I guess initially, if we remember correctly, he volunteered for the governor's office, and then they began yeah. to pay him. He um, was the unpaid intern, Bray. Right, exactly. It <laughs> turns out the governor uh, owes him like either two to two to two to twenty million dollars or something like that. You just have to wonder. You just have to wonder. I mean, the governor says, hey, he's a nice guy, he's a friend, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. I mean, I guess you go to your friends and ask for money. But it just seems it just seems a little weird um, that, that, uh, that Bray Carey and his foundation in two separate, two separate you know, institutions uh, gave that loan to a significant amount of money uh, to the governor. Um, and you wonder what it was for. And then, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting quid pro quo, but... Shortly thereafter, he was named the WVU Board of Governors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do the math. Um, there's just so much. It's, I think it's just like it's overkill with all the things going on with this administration, whether it's just unchecked corruption that we're now finding out about at the Department of Transportation, whether it's complete dysfunction at the, uh, at the DHHR, which has led the legislature to uh, split it up. And, you know, hopefully we have better results. Hopefully for the sake of those 8,000 children in, in our foster care system, we get better results. Or, or whether it's uh, the you know, corruption at the uh, at the state police and the scandal that's been going on there. Uh, it's just been, you know, the more we learn about that, the, the, the more hideous it gets. And whether it's the uh, uh, inability to run correctional facilities in this state and having to call this. I mean, everything that this governor touches just turns to uh, uh, something I, I can't really say on the air there. Let's <laughs> just say it's a reverse Midas touch. How about that? And and now, of course, he wants to be U.S. senator um, and has a pretty good shot of it, to be honest with you. Well, I think the state of West Virginia deserves better. Uh, I, I, I've been in the legislature during the entire tenure of Governor Justice. I know just how little work he does and how 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 rarely we see him during the session. Um, he, he doesn't show up for work, and it shows. You know, he has these these pre-planned, you know, televised campaign events that are in the guise of a of a of a press conference that the press aren't even allowed into, and that seems to be the extent of, of what he does. Uh, I think the, uh, the people of West Virginia deserve a full-time governor. Um, it shows that he's not at work, and that's why every aspect of state government is in complete disarray. And I can't imagine him doing anything different uh, if he was elected to go to Washington, D.C. I, I think he would rarely be there. 
And, uh, you know, we need a senator that's going to show up for work every day. In fact, we have one now. You think you think Manchin's going to run again? Want to make a guess? I definitely think that he should. I think that one thing you can say about Senator Manchin is he shows up there every day, and he is uh, he's always working. The guy's always moving. Uh, he's he's he makes deals. He gets things done, uh, and he's there every day working very hard. I cannot say that about Jim Justice. I'd say quite the opposite. He doesn't show up, and he doesn't work hard, and the results show. You know, the results show them show for themselves. Well, at least uh, at least uh, in the race for governor, not the Senate race, which Justice is term limited out of. But uh, at least in the uh, race for uh, governor, we have a uh, a viable Democrat candidate. Uh, I didn't know that we would have one. I was concerned. I mean, this state is so red. I don't know. You know, no offense, uh, Mike, but I don't know where the Democrats go. But I think Steve Williams has a um, at least a fighting chance in the governor's race. Yeah, there was a a, um, a list that just came out yesterday or the day before where Huntington was listed as one of the top cities to live in in the country. And it's so rare we get good news about West Virginia. And you know, before Steve Williams became the mayor of Huntington, they weren't making those types of lists. They were making lists for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were unable to make ends meet fiscally in that city. They were unable to pay their uh, police and firefighters. Mayor Williams has turned that city around, and now they're making news for all the right reasons. I think he's got a great story to tell, and I think that uh, he's been a phenomenal mayor, and he'll be a great governor. Yeah, I think I was impressed with him. We talked to him a week or so ago here on the show, and I I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, He does have a great story to tell. The question in West Virginia, and I, you know, sometimes I'm just such a, you know, the glass is half empty sometimes for me. In a red state like this, does any do does anybody listen to a Democrat? You know, no. Again, no offense. <laughs> You're one. I'm one. But does anybody <laughs> does anybody listen to us anymore? Well, uh, I, I think they do, and I think that we talk about things that people really care about. Whether it's uh, you know they should be earning a living wage, they should have access to health care. God forbid they get sick. That we should have uh, great schools that, for all of our children to attend. That we should have. Uh, uh, good roads to drive on, and we should know uh, who's getting the contracts to fix those roads and bridges and why. You know, for years it was the Republican Party when they were in the minority that were clamoring about transparency and accountability, and now that the tables have turned, uh, they don't want to respond to FOIAs. They don't want to answer questions. They don't want to tell you how your money's being spent and why. Uh, so, I, you know, the title turn, and we're going to keep putting up great candidates, and we're going to keep putting up a fight, and we're going to keep giving West Virginians choices. And uh, we hope they make the right choice. I think it's pretty clear uh, which who knows how to govern and, and which side's in complete chaos right now, especially if you watch uh, what's yeah. going on in Congress. Well, that's yeah, it's it's not hard to see a, a party that doesn't know does does not have its act together at all, certainly at the national <laughs> level. All right, yeah. uh, and and in West Virginia too, which is not to be which is not unexpected, as they have grown to from a majority to a supermajority to I like your phrase the super duper majority. Now the party itself in the state's been into fracture, and you're seeing factions of Republicans against each other again, uh, as we're seeing on Capitol Hill, uh, and that's always that's always a, a sign of things are about to change. So maybe maybe they will. Hey, Mike, I appreciate your time this morning. I appreciate you getting up a little bit early to join us from St. Louis and have yourself uh, both a good time and uh, an informative time uh, while you're yeah. out there. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Always great talking to you. Appreciate you. 
Appreciate it. Mike Pushkin, chair of the Democratic Party in West Virginia, West Virginia delegate, and he was in uh, St. Louis. Meet me in St. Louis, Louis. You know, it's not nearly as bad as you and Mike uh, have it out to be. You you guys are going to be in power soon, sooner than you think, because Donald Trump has Your mouth to God's ears, my friend. it's, It's coming, because Donald Trump hasn't realized it yet, but he's Humpty Dumpty. He, he is this close of falling, falling off, off wall. that wall, and nobody's going to be able to put him back together again. In West Virginia politics, and it is, again, it's embarrassing to say, Howard, it's what, 90% wrapped around Donald Trump? It is, it is a very good point you make. You pull, he's, if Trump is pulled out of the equation, whatever that means, if he goes to jail, if he chooses to, 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 to not, you know, to, to just to drop his game, whatever, you pull Trump out of the equation— and West Virginia's Republican Party falls like a balloon because everything in the Republican Party in this state is Trump, 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 Trump. You know, you listen to Morrissey. I mean, it's Trump, 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 Trump. You listen to Alex Mooney. Trump, 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 Trump. It's all Trump, right? Did I just cheer you up a little bit? Well, it's a good point. You make a good point. And at some point, and it's a point I've been making even for a couple of years, even I hope you're right. I hope it's soon. And certainly... I, I think, I said this yesterday, and I got criticized for calling it criminal because the, the trial in New York is not criminal. But at some point, Donald Trump is going to realize he is a defendant. He is a criminal defendant. He's been accused of crimes. He goes on and acts as if he's just, you know, as if this is politics as usual, and it's not. And I, at some point, I think the American public is going to begin to, uh, I don't know about West Virginia's Republican Party, but I think the American public is going to begin to recognize that. Um, and I don't know how these trials are going to end up. Um, I, I, he, he's doing nothing but irritating the judge in this trial in New York. I mean, just day after day. The judge put a gag order on him yesterday. And the judge has been pretty cool about this. You know, the, the, Trump has gone into the hallway every single day during this trial and basically called the judge everything except, well, you know, a nice guy. Uh, rogue, bogus, liar, whatever, the loser. But but then Trump this week went out and attacked his clerk, the judge's clerk, and the judge said, "That's no now now I draw the line. You do not attack my staff. You do not call them names and put a gag order on him strictly for the staff." You know, so Trump said, "Well, you can't take my First Amendment right. You can say what you want to say about me. I'm not going to get too upset about that. But don't you take on my staff." And by the way, that shows a sign of a good judge too. He's protecting his staff. He's the boss. You know. You you want you want to take on me? Go ahead. I will laugh at you, but I'm the judge. Don't take on my staff. And so, at some point, Trump's going to realize this. At some point, he's got to realize. He's got to look. Have you seen him. that look on his face yet? I, I, I think it's starting to dawn on him. I, a little bit. You, you look at the way he's been handling himself in the courtroom. Uh, outside the courtroom, he goes into politics mode. But in the courtroom, I mean, he is one unhappy camper. I mean, and of course, this trial is probably actually more important to him than the criminal trials, because this trial, this fraud trial in New York, goes to the heart of what Donald Trump is, what he claims to be, the world's most successful businessman, a gigantic billionaire. The judge said, yeah, no, no, actually you're not. Look to the numbers. No, you're not. You lied. And Howard, all that is scary. Believe me, I'm nervous about this. And then I read a quote by that buffoon, Lindsey Graham, and I think, how in the world, pal, did you get to where you're at? Because he said it's all a sham. Yeah, it's all. Well, and I don't understand how. 
you just you just you just taking me down a road. Sorry, <laughs> right, I jump a little bit out. Yeah, I just I'm, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there because I don't understand how people can't look at this guy and see the world's biggest con man, drift grifter, liar, uh, not to mention morally offensive. How can you not look at him and see that? And and you know you can say as I think you said actually this week one time you know. In the beginning, well, his policies, his ideas, he was different. But now that we've had a chance to see what he's like, what he's about, he's a con man. He's a drifter. Grifter. He's a liar. He 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 is he is morally offensive. Um, he's autocratic, dictatorial. He want, um, he calls the. We talked about this at the tail end of the show yesterday. He calls. He doesn't want to be seen around wounded veterans. They don't make me look good. Hounded veterans don't make me look good. And again, what what John Kelly is that gentleman's name? How correct? He was the guy. How can you be a veteran and listen to what that man says? Who I think, without a shadow of a doubt, is telling you one hundred percent the truth here. Yeah. And have any dealings with that friggin' maniac Trump? He said when it went to Normandy, uh, and and Kelly was the chief of staff, went to Normandy, and what Trump wanted was to recreate the Bastille Day parade the way it was on Bastille Day, except. Except he didn't want those wounded wheelchair people around because they made him look bad and they were losers. And he c- continually calls members of our military losers. Early in the game, he got in trouble with John McCain because John McCain. he said he liked to back the winners and the like, guys that were POWs. Come on. I like my, uh, I like my soldiers who, who don't get caught. You know, oh, man. All right. Now, you got me all worked Sorry, up. Howard. You got me like, ah. All right, Taylor Long is here. She can call me down with Ohio Valley headlines. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 4th. This afternoon, FEMA and Federal Communications Commission will be doing a nationwide emergency test. It will come in two waves. One will be the EAS, which is the emergency alert system conducted on radio and televisions, and the WEA, the wireless emergency system that will be conducted on the phones. Again, this test is happening at 2.20 this afternoon. And over to Brook County, County Clerk Kim Barbetta has informed commissioners that Chief Deputy Scott Adams was placed on administrative leave as of August 15th, pending an internal investigation. Doug Mills is now serving as interim chief deputy. This is a developing story, so stay with 7 News and WTRF.com as updates become available. And it's National Mental Health Awareness Week, and NAMI Greater Wheeling hosted their annual prayer service on mental health awareness last night at the St. Michael's Parish. This year's speaker was Kelly Sellers, who serves on NAMI Greater Wheeling's board of directors. She says NAMI was where she turned to when her family needed her after her son showed signs of mental illness 16 years ago. Kelly says she encourages people to tell their stories. She also says events like last night's vigil help give people a platform to share their own stories, which allows us to break the stigma surrounding mental illness. And according to the Wheeling Police Department, 40% of crimes committed this past summer were against those living in homeless encampments. The city has appointed a homeless liaison to assist unhoused individuals, but the problems persist. We have all the details on that over at WTRF.com. And lastly, a little bit of national news. Congress has made history just yesterday with an unprecedented vote. Kevin McCarthy has been removed from the office of Speaker of the House by a majority vote. 
That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. Hello and welcome to The Kroger Show. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home, giving you more time to enjoy your tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Members of the Mountaineer football team returning to the Pushkar Center today. They've had a couple of days off after that late arrival back home from the Texas Tech game, and obviously no game this weekend, so they don't play again until a week from Thursday against Houston. And while all is good in the land of the Mountaineers, they finished the month of September at 4-1, and one. there are obviously some areas of concern, specifically on offense. And let's be fair about this. The offense that Neil Brown thought he would have really has not been able to get lubed up, so to speak, ever since Garrett Green injured himself on the fifth play of the game against the Pitt Panthers. Yes, he was out there last Saturday, but still not at 100%. So that means that some of these statistics in the Big 12 Conference certainly don't look good for West Virginia's offense right now and certainly need to be improved. What am I talking about? Well, scoring offense. West Virginia is currently 11th in the league at 26 points per game. Total offensive yards, 11th. Touchdown scored, 10th. Total offensive average per play, 13. Total offense, 11. Offensive touchdowns, 9th. Pass efficiency, 11th. Yards per rush, 8th. Yards rushing, a more respectable 5th. And rushing attempts, 2nd to only Cincinnati. So things have to improve in a hurry. The defense can only carry you so far. And yes, that defense has been carrying. Total defense right now, West Virginia's 4th in the Big 12 in total defense, 4th in scoring defense, 5th in pass defensive efficiency. But Things must improve on the offensive end if West Virginia is going to continue to win football games. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. 
Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. So far away, doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? It would be so fine to see your face at my door. Doesn't help to know you're just time away. 847, 13 to the hour, 57 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 58 at the Highlands, 55 in Elm Grove, and 57 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Nice day today, sunny and a high around 81. Does until the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. So you got me all fired up about Trump. Yes. Mike Pushkin got you all fired up about giving her justice. He did. You know, a couple of things you just can't uh, deny, Howard. Uh, the governor, you know, is a lot like our former president. And, and again, that's a real kick in the shins. But I think that's the truth. He basically does what he wants to do. It all started with showing up. He, he's not down there. He, you know, okay. And we all know the he does, doesn't pay his taxes, doesn't pay people when, when they should be paid. Uh, and I, I hate a bully, Howard. I just absolutely hate a bully. You're talking to a kid that got bullied. You know, and I, I made up my mind that I am never going to be bullied again, and I'm going to stand up against bullies. And, and it just it, it just drives me crazy. You know, justice has from day one. And again, I, it's weird for me because I, I'm, I'm supporting justice against Mooney because I hate Mooney. You know, it's the old, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? I, Mooney, I can't stand. So given that it's Mooney and justice in the Republican fight, uh, I, I think justice is the better choice. Although I will tell you this, Bob, some of my, some of my Democrat friends are telling me I'm taking the wrong position, that I should try to discourage voting for justice because Mooney would be easier to beat for a Democrat, in particular for Joe Manchin. And that's, that's, that's true. I think if justice, I've said it a thousand times, I'm repeating myself, I apologize. If justice is the nominee, I think Manchin has got almost an impossible challenge if he runs for re-election. And I'm with you 100% there, Howard. And I know the American way is to have leverage, is to have power. But there's a difference between that and just being an outright bully. And and, and, and that's the way I see things. Well, the biggest thing, which the, the people of West Virginia, even I've gotten to stop talking about, the biggest, I have, not that I mean I should stop talking about, but I have just begun to stop talking about, the biggest thing about Governor Justice is he doesn't show up for work. He's done to his job. I mean, that, that's gone back to day one. You remember Isaac Spinagle, who was a guest on the show many times when he was in the legislature? He brought lawsuit against him. You're supposed to be living in Charleston, working in Charleston. That's why listening to Mike, it hit me. He does what he wants to do. He does. And some of it has come back to bite him on the hiney. But Mike is exactly right. This guy isn't much different than what we're facing right now. He does what he wants to do. He doesn't play by the rules. A difference. And it's I mean, this is political I'm talking about. What's the big difference? Donald Trump is like this. Ah, I'm Donald Trump, and I will, you know, I don't like I don't like those wounded veterans. Jim Justice is I want goodness for everybody. 
That's because he finally started listening to somebody, Howard, who brought baby dog in and said, wait baby a minute, dog. wait a minute, you gotta, you got to pick up your image a little bit. And it worked. That statewide uh, was on the ballot, Howard. The, he the, was the, the champion of the state during that period. And yeah, his popularity too, really was, showed. Yeah. yeah, it was. And now, again, I, I, don't, I, was, I was willing to stand by him with his financial woes. I was willing to stand by him being late on paying his tax. But this thing, what Mike said to me today is maybe it's because I'm just in a lousy mood, Howard. But he's no better. He does what he wants to do. He picks and chooses. He doesn't play by the rules. Maybe when your back feels better, you won't be so grumpy about it. No, I don't know. I think, I the, think, I think so. the reality just hit me between the eyes yeah. today. Again, he, he plays off that folksy, well, golly geez, I don't know. He does know. Come on. Yeah, good. Even going back to the story that Mike and I were talking about, uh, the WSAZ TV story, where Sarah Sager has been trying to find out about the contract signed by the Department of Transportation Secretary for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, Mike's is maybe millions, to a company his son is a key player in. Uh, she's been trying to get to Governor Justice and has not been able to interview him. So she, in one of those public briefings, she went to him. This, my point of this is this is how he plays that goodness thing really well. Uh, she said, Governor, um, listen, I've been trying to get in touch with you for quite some time, and you seem to be dodging me, and your staff seems to be dodging me, and, you know, uh, is there a chance that we can get together? And, and he, you know, he could have just said, nah, just, this is not the time or place. That He said, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you take one more pass with my staff, and then if, if that doesn't work, you just come right in and see me. That's the folks who, you know, Donald Trump would have told him to go to hell. Right, right. And, and that's what my little voice just told me, Howard, that I pay so much attention to. My little voice told me, you better shut your mouth or Alex Mooney is going to be the senator. You know, but we can't think like that. I, I know it's dangerous and I don't want Alex Mooney there. But if, but, but again, I'm hearing from my Democrat friends that I should stop supporting justice against Mooney, even though I hate Mooney, because Mooney is beatable. Justice probably is not. If you're looking for a change, Mooney as the nominee, he'll be hard. But 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 uh, if Manchin runs again, he's got a shot at Mooney. I don't think he's got a shot at justice. And, and the other thing that Mike was right on about, Howard, how many times have you said to yourself, not out loud, man, what is, what is this thing with Bray Carey? What is this? What is it? It just seems you know? weird. And it was weird. And the whole thing, well, he was an intern. Well, now we know why. The rest of the story, he kept him around because he owes him a bunch of money. <laughs> he <owes> some money. <laughs> and you know what it is in, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell? West Virginia politics at its finest. It's a mess. It old, is a real mess. The, no offense to the name of your show. Yeah, not, we have enough problems. It's now. the good old boy system at work. Seven to the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. 
How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Sports Map Radio is on all night long. Tune in to get up to the minute sports coverage on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We are the watchdog. Time to pack the lunchbox, check the backpack, get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Throwing away the time Are you gathering up the teas? Have you had enough of mine? Are you reeling in the years? Throwing away the time Are you uh, Four before the, the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show coming up at uh, 9 o'clock. It is the Legislative Watchdogs, our usual Wednesday show. Uh, at 10.06 this morning, Hoppy Kirchhoff will be in a... Uh, I'll get to this last thing in, in, in a minute because it makes me chuckle. Uh, actually, a pretty good roundup of things coming up today on Statewide Talk Line. Kicking things off was with he whom we just talked about. No, not Jim Justice, but Alex Mooney. Ugh. Yeah, Alex Mooney will be on this morning, 10.06 with Hoppy Kirchival. There's a story coming out of Kanawha County that is really horrific, and uh, Chris Lawrence will update that for Hoppy today. Kanawha County couple has been arrested accused of keeping their adopted children in a locked shed outside their house. I, I never, I, these, these are the kind of stories that I don't even like to talk about, and I just don't understand. I don't get it. But uh, Chris Lawrence will have an update of that for Hoppy coming up today. Uh, I didn't even know there was a Republican governor's forum last night. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. I, I did not. Did anybody show up? I, I don't know. Brad McElhinney is going to report on that today for Hoppy coming up. Uh, and then I'm going to join Hoppy today to talk about the homeless uh, story here out of Wheeling. Uh, that'll be around 1045 this morning. And then uh, at the tail end of the show, uh, Kanawha County House Delegates Member and State Democratic Party Chairman Mike Pushkin will be in. Ah, out in St. Louis. To talk about a couple of things. Uh, Hoppy says he wants to talk about the WSAZ investigation into Jimmy Riston. But I'm not sure I'm going to go there. So <laughs> we shall see. Uh, so looks like a pretty good show today. Check it out, statewide talk line. Uh, then, of course, the mayor uh, and uh, Dean Connors in today for your wheeling no two ways about it. Uh, winging it with the ladies at uh, 1 o'clock. And uh, complete waste of time with Butch coming up today at uh, at 2 o'clock. So no wonder. Going on. No wonder Mike's not seeing all the sites out in St. Louis. He's spending all his time on the radio with you, with you and Hoppy. That's exactly right. Tomorrow on this show, a couple of good things. Well, I think they're good things. We'll find out. Um, this week is Banned Book Week. Uh, and that it's, there is a week devoted to this every year. But this year, I think, is more important than ever simply because of all the 
uh, the things happening in legislatures across the country, the banning of books, books that once upon a time were considered literary classics. Now we can't have them. Uh, Ban Books Week, we're going to talk tomorrow with some folks about that. And, Bob, I'm going to ask the question, and I want you and I have talked about this before, but I want you to think about it, and I want to get your take. I want to get the audience's take. What is the American dream today? The story, the story was, is the American dream alive or dead? And I think before we ask that question, we have to ask ourselves, what is the American dream? Because my concept is different, I think, than what many people believe the American dream to be. So that's a couple of stuff we got coming up tomorrow. But for right now, I must say sayonara, see you, bye-bye, farewell. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Kirchhoff has the comment 1006, but the watchdogs are coming up next. We will reconvene our fiasco tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. The Watchdog Morning Show right here 